This is the Collective Ambition Podcast. Yo, what's going on? This is Leon and I want to welcome you to the first episode of the Collective Ambition Podcast. And in this episode, I want to talk about how you can dominate the competition and take over your niche by making one really important shift of long-term thinking and actually doing the things that nobody else is willing to do. And there's a lot of people that talk about it, um, <clears throat> but most people only talk about uh, how to build a business and how you can create the dream lifestyle by making some passive income. But what if you want to go beyond that? What if you already have that and you want to step up your game? You actually want to build a business where you lead the market, where you lead in your niche, where everyone else is fighting for the little breadcrumbs, but you're the one that has the biggest piece of the pie. And um, this is really how the biggest leader th- leaders think, the biggest entrepreneurs. Um, and that's where it really becomes about, okay, what is everyone else doing and how can I avoid that? How can I uh, think outside the box and actually play by different rules? And I want to tell a quick story of back in the Amazon game when I was building my Amazon business, which is what I've sold now. Um, <clears throat> but that was that I saw a lot of guys and most of my competitors uh, just being a knockoff product of everyone else. Everyone else was doing the simple uh, strategy that you could find online. You could Google how to launch a product on Amazon. Step one, step two, step three. And I did that as well, but I was thinking one step ahead. And I did this whole thinking long-term and doing what el- nobody else is willing to do on a small scale, but it still paid off so much to the point where I was able to scale it to seven figures and actually sell it. And uh, the people that didn't do that little shift, that just a little bit of extra work, they they really failed. They failed big time. They were dominated by my products, by my brand. And uh, yeah, they only lasted for a few months and it was a pain. And um, that was simply that they looked at it from a way of, okay, I'm just going to look at the competitor, uh, choose if I like the quality of the product, put my logo on it and then launch it on Amazon. And then I'm going to use the same, it's it's ridiculous. I'm going to use the same copy that everyone else has pretty much. There's just, you know, different sentence structure. And I'm also going to highlight this word because that's what's going to make all the difference on my product page. Um, and um, yeah, I'm going to do some, I'm going to do a little bit more keyword research and then I might get better results or I'm, I'm going to get some sales. And that was easy to do. But as soon as something becomes easy to do, as soon as you can Google how to do it, and there's a lot of people that say the same thing, oh, you do this, 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 and this, then you that's where the alarm clock should come on. That's where you should think, okay, this video on YouTube where this guy talks about how to do this thing has tons of views, I should stay away from that. And not just when it comes to uh, looking up stuff online, but also in general, what is everyone else doing that you need to be aware of that that's going to get you the same results like everyone else and everyone's going to beat beat their heads in uh and fight for the little bit breadcrumbs and how can i think long term how can i actually do something that goes beyond that okay um <clears throat> and that that really uh applies to your business model the market that you're in your niche the strategies that you're using the sales strategies the product the product offer everything uh, really everything, the way you treat your customers, everything, if you do it like everyone else, you get the same results and they're pretty bad. Um, and don't get me wrong, you can still make a killing, but just be aware that that's not where the big results lie because um, the results when you actually build a huge business are disproportionate. And I was at, an, at a conference in Austin where this guy was talking on stage, uh, Brian Lee, he was building the Honest Company. Company that was a, It's a $100 million company. They partner up with um, some, I don't know, some female celebrity. 
and uh, she was the face of the business. And he was talking about how he was building, uh, also on the side, he was building a little frozen yogurt store or like an ice cream shop or whatever. And he had so many issues with that, so many headaches, so much work that he had to put in. And the results were so tiny that he realized, and he was telling telling everyone on, on stage, like building a big business is not much harder than building a small business. But the results are disproportionate. So make sure you choose going for a big shot, going for a big result, and not just being like everyone else and oh, making some money online, but actually going for the real deal and thinking bigger because... Just because a business is 100 times bigger, it doesn't mean that it takes 100 times more skill, more headaches, more effort, more work um, that you need to put in. Of course, it usually takes longer, but the results are disproportionate. And the funny thing is, in that conference, there were multiple speakers. There were two or three other guys that actually said the same thing. Um, And yeah, that really blew my mind because then I was like, damn, I need to start thinking bigger. And that's what I did. Um, and look at something like, for example, click funnels, click funnels made it so easy to build funnels back in the day. It was such a pain, uh, to actually build something like that. Cause you had to know how to code. You had to know how to, uh, yeah, how to set all that stuff up. There were so many technical difficulties and barriers to entry that it was hard. And the results were really, really good if you were willing to put in that work. But now the click funnels made it so easy through that software everyone can do it and everyone is using the messenger bot and everyone is doing the easy strategy. Don't get me wrong, still do all these things, but you got to make sure that this is not your competitive advantage because the key is really that you need to change the game and play by different rules. And I want to give you an example of, uh, yeah, in sports, how that happened because back in the day, uh, in the athletic sports of, I think it's called high jumping where you jump over that bar. Um, First of all, people started out just jumping over the bar as, yeah, just normally how you would jump over a bar, how you would step over something that is an obstacle. But there was this first guy or girl that actually ran towards the bar and went head first um, and, yeah, turning uh, turning the body so that the, uh, the back was actually almost touching the bar. So the back was parallel to the floor and that blew everyone's mind and the results were so much better and it was thinking outside the box and that's when everyone started implementing it um, and that's really how you want to think about it as well and a good way to start doing that is by asking yourself the question if I had a magic fairy to grant me one competitive advantage in my business what would it be the reason why you want to ask that question is because you don't want to get your mind thinking of like oh no that's illogical I can't do that uh, there's, it's just too hard. It's too, uh, you know, it's too unrealistic. It takes too long. I don't know if this is going to work. How is this going to work? This is impossible. No, imagine you had a magic fairy. What would that be? For example, think about, um, Jeff Bezos. Amazon is not just an, uh, an e-commerce website. Whoever thinks Amazon is an e-commerce website, eh, that's wrong. It's, it's a huge network of warehouses and, he probably asked himself one day, how can we, yeah, get one day shipping? Because that's what they have nowadays. But it took tons of time, tons of money, unbelievable amounts of money and work to actually pull that thing off. That there's a huge network um, of distribution centers, of uh, even an airline, I think they have, um, of connections between these centers, of a huge system that makes sure that 
um, they're distributed equally, equally where it's needed the most. Uh, and yeah, one day shipping, baby, everywhere in the country, uh, in the US, in Europe, and yeah, hopefully in Australia soon as well. And he was willing to actually think that big. Because the thing is, once you ask yourself that question, okay, what's the magic fairy going to do for me when it comes to my competitive advantage? Then you're actually going to ask, okay, if I had to pull that off, what would that look like? And again, don't be too logical about it. Don't be like, oh, no, I I won't even think about that because it's just impossible. Actually, write it down. Okay, that could be, for example, how can I guarantee uh, that my, you know, if you're in the weight loss industry, how can I guarantee that people actually lose weight? How can I promise it to them? Otherwise, they get their money back. How can I restructure my business in a way where I tell them, you're going to lose five kilos or you're not paying me a single cent? And that's when most people would say, nah, you can't do that. Nah, that's that's bad for the business. Uh, what if it doesn't work? What if it is? What if it's that? And you can't just do that. You get, get the hopes up, blah, 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 blah. No, actually think about it. Because once you can guarantee that, dude, what are all the competitors are going to say? Like, oh, you're going to... You're going to go to that competitor and pay him and you don't even know if it's going to work. I'm going to guarantee it to you. And that is actually, uh, yeah, thinking what nobody else is willing to think. That's just one example. But that's where you got to figure out, okay, what, um, yeah, what is that in your business? And for me, I did it on a small scale to go back to that story again. I did it on a small scale where I was looking at my competitors. Okay, what sucks about that product? What do they all suck with? What do they all what do all customers uh, constantly complain about with all my competitors? And I looked at that and I was like, okay, how can I fix that? How can I add a little feature to the product or a different, uh, better material or just something that would solve that problem and would not occur in my product reviews? And then I could say, yo, look at all the competitors. The, the, the customers are all complaining about that. We don't have that. And that's exactly what I did. And that's why I was dominating. But I had to put in that extra work. I had to look for suppliers that were willing to make customizations, which is what a lot of people weren't willing to do when they started off with their physical products business. And then I actually take it take out a lot of yeah, a lot of time that, you know, where I was pulling my hair out just thinking about, man, I wanted to launch by now, but I'm still in the product development phase because I'm I'm ordering another set of samples because these samples still suck. They're still not how I want them to be. And I need to launch, but I want to make sure that the product is uh, better than the competition. And I had to put in that work. I spent, yeah, quite some money on samples and a lot of time, a lot of headache, but it totally paid off. And that was on a small scale. Don't get me wrong, because the funny thing is there was one competitor and not just one, there was there were actually multiple ones that after about six or seven months of me implementing that in my product, they actually copied it. So they, But it took them six months to copy that extra feature that I had in my product. And they even copied my, uh, yeah, sales copy and my images that I had on my product page. But still, I was way ahead of them because I put in the work first. And that's really how you want to think about it. You want them to copy you. You want to change the rules, uh, play a different game. And trust me, I'm not the guy that's a master at it. I've done it on a small scale, but this is just a reminder, right? And this is also where I got to ask myself, okay, for example, with this podcast, how can I make sure that this is different from other podcasts where, you know, they just interview people and you hear that interview on different podcasts and, you know, it's it's good, but you can get it anywhere else. How can I set that actually in place where this is, he's the only one doing that. He's the only one putting in that work, putting in that time, putting in that effort, uh, taking that risk. 
um, where I set myself apart. And even if it's, yeah, uncertain, is it going to work? I don't know. Um, but it's really important that you also surround yourself with people that think like that. So if you are surrounded by people that are all about crypto, making some easy money, which is, you know, I don't know too much about that to, to judge anyone with that, but um, that's that's just an example that pops in my head. Uh, another thing, for example, all your friends are into dropshipping or who knows, maybe they're not building businesses at all. Then you have a big problem because you need to surround yourself with people that are like-minded and that actually push you forward. Uh, but you want to mainly surround yourself with people that think bigger, that think long-term, that are willing to put in extra work that are not just, oh, you haven't heard about the new strategy? It's so easy. You just do this and this and that. And again, it's okay to do that, but you got to think about something else as well. It's not like you shouldn't use Facebook Messenger bots. It's not like you shouldn't do a podcast because everyone else is doing it. It's not like you shouldn't use a ClickFunnels funnel uh, because there's so many other people do it that are doing it but that shouldn't be the only thing that you have because otherwise it's just going to be a knockoff and what it really comes down to is uh, yeah i wrote down three things that you need in order to pull this off otherwise yeah you're going to be stuck in that old paradigm of yeah what most people are stuck in and that is number one obviously big thinking you got to ask the right question instead of asking what's everyone else doing that's working that i can do as well you got to ask yourself okay what's nobody else doing there's nobody willing to do that if i do that Dude, they're not even going to be a competition for me anymore. Secondly, you need patience and long-term thinking. Simply because pulling these things off that nobody else is willing to do, they're hard to do, they take a long time, and you need to be patient. Because if you're so addicted to, oh, that's already working, it's getting results, then you're going to, it's like jumping into cold water, you don't know what to do. Because you're going to put in the work, you're going to try doing these uh, things that nobody else is willing to do, and you won't see results for quite a long time, depending on what the thing is. But you got to have that patience and, and just trust that one day it's going to pay off. And thirdly, in order to do that, to have patience and to have long-term thinking, you got, you got to love the process and have a passion for it. So these are the three things. Big thinking, patience and long-term thinking, and thirdly, loving the process and, and having a passion for it. Because how else are you going to pull it off? Because if you think about these people that, um, yeah, that, that want to get the quick results that everyone is having that, you know, you can use a simple strategy and it works and, you know, here's how you can Google it and how here's how you can do it too. They want to do it for the result. They look at the result that they want to have and then they find out how to get it. Oh, that's what everyone else is doing. But you've got to reverse that process where it's like, okay, what do I actually want to do and what's the outcome that I want to day have uh, that I want to have one day? And you've got to learn how to love it because again, you won't see results for for yeah, quite some time. And uh, if you're one of these people that is there for the result, which is cool too. I mean, the first business that I built was just for money and I'm happy I did it. I would do it again because I was broke. I needed money. I was stuck in Germany. I wanted to move back to Australia so I could be with my girlfriend again. In order to do that, I had to build a business. It took me a year. I was completely lonely in Germany, but uh, I just needed money. And that's why I built this business. And I made it back. And now I live here. Uh, we've applied for a visa. Um, and we live happily ever after. And it's super happy, happy ending. And I would do it again. But now it's time for me and hopefully for you as well to think about, okay, I've got the money part down. I can build a business that everyone else can build as well. I am an action taker, but how can I take it up a notch? How can I get to the next level of, okay, thinking long-term, building something that nobody can compete with 
and absolutely crushing the competition where I'm the market leader and I determine the rules because I think outside the box, I break the rules and I play a completely different game where my competitors start copying me instead of me just doing what everyone else is doing as well. Okay, I hope you liked that podcast. I hope you, uh, yeah, got something out of this episode. If you did, reach out to me, let me know. Uh, You can subscribe if you want or you don't if you didn't like it. Uh, Whatever you want to do. I hope you liked it. I hope you have an awesome day and I hope you keep crushing it. Bye.